0: Welcome one and all to another episode of The Damage Board with me, John Iadarola. We're going to be launching into big discussions of the state of the border. Will we have a government funding bill? Will there be aid to Ukraine? Will there be a massive new crackdown on the border? All of that is very much up, up in the air. And then of course, we roll on towards New Hampshire and more of the presidential election. We have some bananas videos coming out of that. Donald Trump saying, not just crazy stuff, but I'm going to claim and you guys evaluate whether you think this is fair or not. I think these videos are crazy even for Donald Trump. But then also we have Ron DeSantis in I guess a desperate final bid to stay relevant in this election saying unforgivable things about COVID and vaccines. So we've got that, we've got a whole lot more besides and along the way we've got Viviana's epic return. Viviana V Hill, welcome back. (laughs) The Damage Report.
1: John, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Hello to the Dragon Squad and uh, excited to be here. There's lots going on and good to be back.
0: A lot going on. It's been, what, about a month since we last spoke? I I've
1: mean, been in got,
0: Argentina, so yes. been In Argentina rep- <laughs> reporting uh, from the south and we appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but yeah, look, there's been a lot of developments obviously on the election, a lot of developments on the legal situation for Donald Trump. And we are going to be talking about all that. By the way, if you are listening to this, watching this right now and you've enjoyed the way that Donald Trump Has seemed to be teeing himself up to pay way more to Eugene Carroll than he needs to with the way that they've been own goaling themselves in that trial. We've got fun updates in that area as well. So everyone buckle up as we launch into it starting with this.
2: Rather than joining Democrats and Biden in good faith, bipartisan negotiations to make progress on immigration They are
0: taking orders from Donald Trump and actively obstructing a bipartisan border deal. Just as Trump is openly hoping for an economic downturn in our robust,
2: low unemployment economy, they're hoping for chaos at the border and trying to stop us from preventing it.
0: That is a prediction of sorts from Jamie Raskin that we've got the possibility for this deal to fund the government, to do something about the border. And the Republicans say they want that, but are they really gonna want that? When Donald Trump says, no, just let everything go to hell. And he was proven right almost instantaneously because Donald Trump took to truth social to say this. I do not think we should do a border deal at all unless we get everything needed to shut down the invasion of capital M millions and millions of people, many from parts unknown, presumably some from parts known, into our once great, but soon to be great again, capital C country. Also, I have no doubt that our wonderful Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will only make a deal that is perfect on the border. Remember, without strong borders on our elections, we don't have a country. So that is saying, just don't. don't don't do anything like the Senate is working on this deal, a deal which I'm sure will include many components that myself and possibly many of you will not like that seem to go against what you would expect in terms of border policy with a Democrat in charge. But even that is not enough for some of these crazy people, a significant percentage of the house. And already, even without Donald Trump getting involved here, whether the deal would be possible, seems dicey at best because of how radical the the House GOP is on this topic. But now they've been given the go ahead by Donald Trump to set fire to this entire thing. And there is of course in there as well, a little bit of an implicit threat to the speaker of the house, like it's phrased as I, I have nothing but the greatest confidence But he's saying if it's not perfect on the border, if it doesn't stop the millions and millions, some made up number of people coming across the border, then X, something must be done. And we showed you yesterday, Marjorie Greene saying that if she doesn't get what she wants on the border, she'll be the one filing to vacate the speakership. They've already shown themselves willing to do that in recent months. So it's a threat that I think Mike Johnson is probably going to have to take seriously. And already today, he's coming out and saying that uh, he thinks now is not a time for comprehensive uh, immigration reform and seeming to you know, uh, effectively bow down to that faction of the party. We don't know exactly how this is going to go. If the Senate comes out with a big deal and if it's received well nationally, maybe that puts pressure on the Republicans. But right now it looks like chaos is coming. What do you think Viviana?
1: Well, you said it, John. Chaos is coming, and you know I'm frankly not surprised at all because I think we're going to have a hard time getting any legislation, any deals passed uh, until there's a new president in office. Because there's too much money to be made by a border deal and construction contracts and all those kind of back end deals that go on with this kind of legislation. So we're going to continue to see the stalling. I'm not surprised, even when uh, the the Democrats present on a platter horrific legislation that gives them what they want, they're still gonna say no, just because they wanna wait until they're really driving the bus so they can do it their way. And they're just gonna say no to just say no. That's the kind of situation we're in uh, right now in government. They're blocking every single thing. I do want to point out that I really love your impression of Trump, and I'm a little bit confused because Parts Unknown, sadly, we lost the host several years ago, and the, there's true. no other cast, so I don't know what show he's referring to. If it's Parts Unknown, or if there's some other show that he's. Re- I'm sorry, a little joke in there.
0: I but- don't know. <laughs> um, he likes he likes old TV. You know, he pines for it. I, I, miss, show. I miss shows like that too, so I, I do get that. Um, but anyway, yeah, look, I, I agree. I mean. Look, we know how performative so much of this is, how exaggerated it is and how performative it is. It's why when, this is like a week ago, we didn't cover it on the show, but there was some report about the number of migrant crossings that were stopped by the Biden administration. And it was some really high number. And all the right wingers were like, look at that, that's how bad it is. But it was a demonstration of how they're stopping people. <laughs> like. It literally shows that the better you do, the same exact thing is when it's like you know we seized this many tons of fentanyl or whatever. When you do better, they use that as evidence that the situation is untenable um, because they don't actually they don't fundamentally care. Yeah. That, why do you why do you think that GOPs GOPs who represent districts in Wisconsin are constantly foaming at the mouth over the situation at the border because it's performative. They this, need this is, to tell their audience to be terrified that yeah. terrible people are coming across the border from mental institutions to rape and kill your family. That's what all of this is about. And as soon as Donald Trump becomes president, the situation is going to be fixed real fast. Now through yeah. policy, they're just not going to care anymore, okay? You know they're going to want to build a wall. They're going to have to fear monger a little bit, but they're going to also have to imply that simply by him being in charge, suddenly your family is much safer. So that's the way it has always been with the border. It's worse under Trump and the current Republicans, but it's hardly new. You can go back many presidents ago, and this is the exact same nonsense arguments that we had about the border back in the aughts and in the '90s. I apologize, continue.
1: Decades. No, I mean, this is the fear and this is the, the scary part of a two party system is that the pendulum is shifting so far right because the left, supposed left, is trying so hard to sort of kind of gain some sort of partisanship. And now look here we are, Biden actually cracking down on the border, cracking down arresting people, still separating families in some cases. But that's not looked at as favorable until there's somebody of their own party in charge. Then if they do it, then it's favorable. So it's it's just, it's scary because we see that pendulum shifting further and further. I mean, they're calling Biden a Marxist. I mean, (laughs) I wish. So I just, it's a scary time.
0: yeah, exactly, and and that's why we said like to to the extent that we could believe perhaps that some of the continuation of immigration policy between the Trump administration and the Biden administration was in pursuit of them giving him some credit. That was always a waste of time. I don't think that's the only reason he continued those policies. I think the idea that Joe Biden is going to be everything we want in immigration. If you ever believe that that's a crazy thing to believe, um, but he's also not going to get that credit. And in terms of the pendulum swinging, I will remind everyone that Donald Trump went into his first term talking about building a wall. The things they are talking about building these days are worse. They're talking about sending hundreds of thousands of soldiers to the border and effectively turning a swath of the southern United States into concentration camps. That's what they are openly discussing doing. Um, Now that's not enough to scare like a Ben Shapiro. I mean, he's not Mussolini or anything, but he is talking about building a network of concentration camps to hold and separate families. In any event, I've been alluding to some of the crazies in the house. Let's turn to them starting with this video of representative Anna Paulina Luna.
3: You talk about intentional trauma and that the Trump administration caused intentional trauma by separating these children from their quote unquote, parents. The fact is, is that one, you we don't know if these people. are. Really, why are you laughing? Mr. Beer, why are you laughing?
2: Because you said, quote unquote,
0: parents as if they weren't really their parents.
3: You have no idea. Not only have you not been. To I border, do I'm have I'm an not idea. D- uh, Hold on. I I'm do not have done. A, I've I'm met not with- done. You have no idea if these people okay. are their intentional parents or not. Oh, oh yeah, you have no yeah. idea. That's exactly we why we, we do. do. Families. Really? Are you psychic? No, Have you won the lotto, Mr. Beer? I don't you know, think you have. Read the. I'm not of Inspector no. I read my time. On you have separation. no idea what you're doing, and you are hurting yeah. these children. The reason why we want family separation until we can confirm if they are the actual biological parents is because these kids are being trafficked.
0: Okay, so it had to go to there at some point. The entire purpose of all of this is trafficking. Um, now, are there some migrant children across the border not with people who are their blood parents? Yes, that is a thing. And it is just enough of a thing that she will imply that you can separate all of them, literally all of them. And it's fine because trafficking, uh, because we don't know if every single one of them is with their intentional parents. <laughs> I don't even know what that means uh, which means that I now have something in common with Anna Polonia Luna because she doesn't know what that means. The point of all of that was not to learn anything. That's David Beer from the Cato Institute by the way, he's there to talk about this report which he tried a couple times to talk about. She wasn't interested in that. She wanted to assert you've never been there, you've never talked to him. He cut in to be like, no, I've talked with, but she cuts him off because she's not interested. She wants to say the thing about you're not psychic, you don't know. How does she know? She's saying that all of these people are being trafficked. Is she an expert on this? Has she talked to all of them? But it doesn't matter, all of this is a smokescreen. She wanted to throw out the word trafficking because she understands that her party is from floor to ceiling QAnon. That's just what it is and they get, I'm gonna use my language carefully, they get excited by the prospect of trafficking. They like talking about that, they like thinking about that. Um, and she, she obviously does not care about the actual trauma. Like she thinks she has a better excuse for why the families should be broken up. The fact that so many were, that so many of those kids will have lifelong trauma and PTSD as a result of that, the fact that so many kids were sent to different parts of the country, not with their intentional parents. And oops, we can never reunite you. reunite them again, just clearly doesn't bother her. And I am not a psychic. I'm looking at her face as she's talking about this, and that is not the face of a person who has a problem with the fact that this was the policy, and that could very well once again be the policy if Donald Trump becomes president this year. Viviana, what are your thoughts?
1: We can only hope that the Constitution will continue to protect those children and those families. I mean, this this intentional parents. Let's say she's right. Let's say there are kids coming over with people that aren't there intentional parents, and you don't need to be a psychic to find out if a child is related to a person because this is 2024 and there is testing to prove whether or not you're a biological parent. But let's say you're not, that child has been traveling with that adult, that guardian for a period of time, and it is psychologically traumatizing to rip a child away from their guardian. I don't care if it's intentional parenting or not until you really keep them together. Keep an eye on them. Are you afraid they're going to be trafficked? Okay, keep an eye on them. You don't need to separate them from a guardian and traumatize children. It's absolutely disgusting. And John, you're right on. They're really, really pushing for this these private prisons again because there's been a big push to you know unprivatize these prisons. Prisons. There's a lot of money to be made in building them and to running them, and they want that money back again. So if mm-hmm. Trump is in office again, which I hate to say, I think will happen we are gonna see some of those things going up. And I'll go back to I really hope that the constitution is strong enough to protect families and children and to protect our country. I mean, we don't want to live in that kind of environment. And all of those border states, there's been people Border Patrol that have come out after about how traumatized they are having to have done the things that they did to these families. So we're hurting our own people on top of you know poor immigrant children that are coming in here trying to find a better life for themselves. And the way this economy is going and the way Mexico's economy is going, people are gonna be starting to head back to Mexico and live over there in a few years. I'm not sure that the United States is gonna be the paradise that a lot of immigrants, it was for many immigrants. I mean, it's really the whole foundation of our country, right? It's yeah. changing.
0: Well, and, and I would remind everyone that when numbers of migrant crossings in a year go up or go down, that doesn't mean that those people came to the United States and they now live here for 30 years. That's not how it works. People cross the border and then go back across the border and then they cross the border again. It can be seasonal, it can be even quicker than that. Again, they they would never acknowledge that because they want to imply that replacement theory is happening or whatever. Something that yeah. used to be unacceptable to talk about, you know in public now is basically that's what their politics is. Yeah. Um, but I would like to uh thank you for bringing up. We we've been talking about their their plans for the border and these massive concentration camps and honestly I've just been focused on the fact that that seems horrific and fascistic and racist and all that. But you bring up a good point. It is going to be the source of so much corruption. Oh my God, the people who are going to get the contracts to build and staff those are going to be Republican donors and people in and Republican circles, and they are going to make literally billions of dollars. It's so thank the, you for that. It's the only
1: reason. That. It's the only reason this is happening, John. That's
0: it. Well, I don't know about <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> Well, they it's the love only the reason idea they're of
1: pushing the, for it. They yeah, really I don't think, care, they don't care, it's just about what money.
0: Some regular conservatives I'm sure would love seeing uh, yeah, industrial levels of, uh, of of people being separated from their families processed and deported. I think that they they do get off on that, but, but I agree the corruption will be a big part of it. But that said, we do need to get ahead to our next video because if Anna Paulina Luna didn't clue you into how little actual care or compassion these Republican Congress people have for migrants, here's a little bit more evidence. The Biden administration is guilty
1: of the largest human trafficking operation in history.
0: This is human trafficking. I just traveled in airports across the country just the past few days. You know what I saw in our airports? Migrants, illegal aliens all over in the airports. How do you know? I'm sorry, like
1: she's a fortune teller. What she's
0: (laughs) are you a psychic? Um, were you you know, I'm tempted to say, what did you go up and ask them? But it's Marjorie Green. She She might have have. actually um she might have gotten in people's faces. Uh I have a theory about what happened. It's just a theory. I don't know. I think that she saw brown people. Yeah. And uh, then no that's it i i think that <laughs> yeah. she saw brown people i love i love i'm supposed to imply that she's wrong and that they might not be the migrants that she's terrified of but i love that in the video she implies it too cuz she says i saw migrants yeah they're not migrants it makes sense that you would do that thing but just like donald trump no republican appears to know what the quotes are supposed to mean and what that says about the word that you're putting in them why is it that they can't get that yeah. Um, but anyway, like I'm sure that she thinks she's making some point that like she doesn't like the word migrant to describe a person who is migrating. She continues her lifelong battle with the English it's, language, a battle that she has continued to lose, by the way. But anyway, that's uh, that's Marjorie Green. What do you think? It's part
1: of the villainization of migration because you can't just be an innocent person looking to live the American dream. you have to be a criminal. You have to be trafficking people. You can't be coming here uh, on your own laurels, just wanting to pull yourself up from your bootstraps. No, you have to have something nefarious going on. So that's why the air quotes of migrants, because they're not migrants, they're criminals. They're coming over here, they're rapists, or all of that. They might run for president and win with their rape allegations, who knows? But that's what the air quotes are about, because they want to devalidate these people. They want to criminalize these people. They want us to have a, you know they're ne'er do wells. They're not here doing good things. That's what those are for. But if you're yeah. old enough like me to love the movie Say Anything from the 80s, those air quotes get me every time. <laughs> have you ever say but anything?
0: I haven't, I haven't seen say
1: anything. Go see it, guys. I some um, of your fans are old enough. They've seen it.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I would also, you know, we don't do calls to action as much as we probably should on this show. I believe that it's important that you give your viewers something to do with the information that you're talking about. Um, But don't worry, this isn't a call to action for all of you, just for one of our viewers. And that viewer is Marjorie Green. Um, If you think that taking a bunch of migrants and putting them on a plane and flying them somewhere else in the United States is trafficking, Maybe take that up with Ron DeSantis and Greg yeah. Abbott and all of the other Republicans that have been earning so many points on your side by just putting people on a plane and sending them to Martha's Vineyard or Sacramento or wherever. That's not Biden, that's your guys that are doing that. 100%. Anyway, um, we are gonna have to unfortunately take our first break of the hour. But when we come back, we've had another day of the E. Carroll damages trial, Donald Trump and Alina Haba. I mean, the damage they're doing to him is hard to measure. But we're going to try after this. Okay, people in the chat are very angry that I have missed all of the good Gen X movies, but I will remind you all that despite rumors to the contrary, I am not a member of Generation X.
1: I told you you're too young. Okay. There
0: you go. That's (laughs) what they're saying on the internet. John, he's too young. Yes. Anyway, with that said, let's <laughs> jump into big news. Donald Trump and his lawyer Alina Haba appear to be competing with each other to see who could do more damage to their case on day two of the damages section of the E. Jean Carroll trial. Remember, he was found liable for sexually abusing and defaming writer E. Jean Carroll. We're just back in court to find out how much he's gonna owe and they appear to think that the higher the number the better. So Alina uh, she is representing him. Uh, I will remind you all that she is not a trial lawyer. You shouldn't need that reminder because she's reminding us all of that with everything coming out of her mouth in trial. Being a trial lawyer is actually like a thing that you receive training for. It's a thing you can be good or bad at. We're all learning that these days. Anyway, she was reprimanded multiple times by the judge who said things like, I make the rulings here, not the lawyers. The last I heard Ms. Hobba, I do not need announcements from counsel on what they intend to do. Sit down, we're going to do it my way in this courtroom. And that's all there is to it. If you want to make representations, you could be called as a witness. Guess what? You may not read from a document that's not in evidence. I love asking some an adult, guess what? I don't think anyone has guess whated me in decades. You've just been guess whated, Alina Haba. But anyway, why don't you do it the normal way? Get it ready overnight and do it appropriately. And you don't introduce evidence that's already in evidence. And look, the reason we included some of those is like she literally doesn't know how you're supposed to do this, the actual. (laughs) procedure, and I get it, I don't either, and I know what you're thinking, didn't you watch most of Suits? And that's true, I did, but I didn't finish it. Um, But anyway, it's a thing that you receive training for. She's a real estate lawyer. She's also the only person that appears to want to be in the same room as Donald Trump. (laughs) So when Taco Pina hit the road, Jack, she's all (laughs) of a sudden his trial lawyer, and it isn't going well. We're gonna get to how Trump is hurting his case, but Alina Haba is doing him no favors.
1: It's like it's like watching my cousin Vinny. You were mm-hmm. serious about that? <laughs> <laughs> we do procedures here in the South, ma'am.
0: <laughs> it was yeah. like
1: what is going on here?
0: They're gonna need a star witness who can talk about <laughs> uh, tire tracks and stuff. They don't have Nurse, that. There's
1: Tomei when you need her.
0: I know. I say that every day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't know how she's. Look, she's not trained for this. But in defense of her. And I understand that whenever on the show, I say in defense of someone, I end up insulting them and I'll probably end up doing that. Uh, What is she supposed to say? He did it and ever since he was proven to have did it, he just keeps defaming her again. Like,
3: there's nothing she's
0: supposed to do, what can she she do?
1: She needs to know the law and procedures in a courtroom. And if she doesn't, Mm -hmm. then she needs someone to come in and help her. That's what she needs to do to represent your client or she can be sued and disbarred. And that's probably what's gonna happen here because she Inevitably. doesn't know what the heck is going on. And that's, I, I, I don't care who your client is, they deserve a defense. And she's mm-hmm. not giving them that whether or not yeah. she's gonna be arguing that he didn't, there isn't anything to say because he you know, did what he's alleged.
0: He did it, done. and I will remind everyone that part of the trial is done. He is done. guilty, guilty. Uh, and as we said yesterday in the show uh, during this part where they're deciding how much he's going to owe. There are many things that he and his legal representation can't say. They cannot imply that he didn't do it. They can't continue to defame her. There are restrictions on what they can say. They can't attempt to relitigate the case. And that means they can't say things for the jury to hear that would try to influence them. But Trump is in the room and he chafes at even the most generous of restrictions. So that's not how it worked in practice. So uh, while Eugene Carroll was on the stand in direct examination during her statements, Trump could be heard saying that her statements were false. Now she seems to have gotten her memory back. At one point Trump even slammed the tail in anger, stick a pin in that, we will return to that. And when Judge Kaplan told his attorney Alina Habba to sit down, Trump was heard saying nasty guy. Um, Mr. Trump has the right to present here, that right can be forfeited, uh, was what Judge Kaplan told the court at some point. Mr. Trump, I hope I don't have to consider excluding you from the trial, to which Trump reportedly shot back, I would love it. Judge (laughs) Kaplan replied to Trump's taunt saying, I know you would, I know you would, you just can't control yourself in this circumstance apparently, which is too generous by far. He can't control himself, we're done with the sentence, not in any circumstance, yeah. in any <laughs> circumstance. And that included once he finally left the room, because here is how he tried to spin this disastrous day in court.
2: So what happened very terribly is we asked to just delay the trial for one day so I could go to the funeral tomorrow and then we could start Friday or Monday or any time they want. And he said absolutely not, the trial will go on just as it is You can go to the funeral or you can go to the trial, but you can't do both. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was terrible. So he would rather have me miss the funeral or go to the funeral, miss the trial. And that's a nasty man. He's a nasty judge. He's a Trump hating guy. And it's obvious to everybody in the court. It's a disgrace, frankly, what's happening. It's a disgrace. Happens to be a Clinton appointment, but I'm sure that has nothing to do with it.
0: I hope all of the men watching are paying attention because you just got a masterclass on how to be an alpha. Anytime something doesn't go your way, oh, they're nasty. It's unfair. They're predisposed to hate me. They're biased. You just whine and whine and whine and whine, and somehow that makes you the alpha gorilla. I don't know how it works, but the right wing buys it. In any event, he's saying there, how dare they, like, stop me from going to Melania's mother's funeral? A funeral. That in any other circumstance, he would have had no interest (laughs) in attending. He just wanted to delay the trial. That's all it is. And I will remind everyone he doesn't have to be at the courtroom. No, there's arguably no reason for him to, and good reasons for him not to, as we've already demonstrated. Because again, they're not trying to figure out whether he did it. That's done. We're beyond that. He's pretending that that's what's at stake. It's not. We're just figuring out how much money he owes. So he could have gone off. To Melania's mother's funeral, he could have probably ruined it for her. And then that would have been fine legally. He's the one choosing to make a big deal out of it.
1: This is so ridiculous. It's it's comical per usual with Donald Trump because you're absolutely right. He's actually hurting himself by being there. And he never in a million years would have gone to his mother-in-law's funeral. He just wouldn't. It's just, no. <laughs> I can't Ugh. help but laugh. But it it, it is uh, Interesting to see him attempt to sort of sway the court of public opinion, per se. I don't know if that's what his intention is. I mean, he's always just playing to his audience, but I'm just, I kind of see him the same as that one guy that like left and attacked the judge. Like, if he could, he would do the same thing. Like, I hope (laughs) they're holding him back because I could see him because it's all about money for him anyway. He doesn't care if you think he's guilty or not. He's mad that he's gonna have to pay more. Doesn't he already have to pay like five million dollars or something? Yes, a, and so yes. this is and, addition to that.
0: And there will also be follow-up trials as well. Um, I will say I really wish he would try to rush the judge. <laughs> Nothing would give me more joy, but unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, in any event, by the way, just uh before we move on to a little bit of fun. Uh, the trial, like this portion of the trial should be done soon. It was slated for. I think it was going to be 3 days, 2 to 3 days. There's a fourth day possible if Donald Trump testifies, which could happen on Monday. We don't know yet. It is possible that he will testify. Now, if he testifies, his testimony is not supposed to be able to be about the facts of the case, which again, he was already found guilty of. It's supposed to just be about his ability to pay. So for instance, if if he was trying to limit how much he paid, he could talk about "Oh, my net worth isn't that high or whatever. That's what testimony in this sort of case is supposed to be like. Now, he would be restricted in that way. Will he end up testifying? I don't know. We've had this back and forth before. I think it would be hilarious and so I hope so. But either way, we should know fairly soon. This thing should be wrapped up.
1: If and any of said, his lawyers even care at all about him, they will not put him on that stand. It's just I, a mistake.
0: <laughs> I just want to see it. I mean, maybe Alina Habba wants to look competent by comparison. Anyway, with that said, let's turn to a weirder topic. What's going on with Donald Trump's hands? Many people noticed uh, from paparazzi photos, take a look at this. He has some weird like red spots on his hands that look like blood blisters or something like that. Now, that led to rampant speculation all over the place. Uh, Some of it I think may be less responsible than others. James Carville uh, at length hypothesized about how it's evidence of secondary syphilis, and it's evidence that this man has the clap. And he goes on to say maybe the picture was doctored or whatever. Maybe the story goes somewhere. Maybe it won't. But I'm telling you at 1 Eastern, I'm humping this thing like a young dog on old furniture. What? I don't like I love that 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 video was sent from the 1930s. But anyway, so we don't know that it's syphilis. Hashtag syphilis Don was trending on social media, but that isn't by itself evidence. What I would say is if you do believe that it's syphilis, there is there are photos of him taken the night before on Tuesday evening of this week where he didn't have the signs. If it was from syphilis, it would be there a lot. Now, maybe he had makeup on his hands. I just I don't think that's what it is. I have alternate theories. Um, I think that depending on where they do the incisions when they pump your hand full of gel for hand enlargement surgery, there could still be (laughs) entry wounds from that. I don't know how long those last, Um, but no, look, the the most likely thing is he was slamming the table in his trial and he has old man hands and he got bruised. Is, Is that fair? What do you think?
1: It's either that or as the many Trump followers would love, stigmata. It could be the second coming, John.
0: <laughs> I love that, like in this particular case, like going through the center of the hand, the real meaty part, that's too easy. We're gonna do it right on the edges. That just seems needlessly no, cool, I, I even just
1: you know, if anybody who is pigment challenged, melanin challenged in the winter, and I didn't know this about people who are very fair. But they suffer in the winter. Oh my lord! They really need to be slathered with like. This is a plug for Silicon Glove Avon. It will save your life out there, John. Okay, yeah. get yourself an Avon, lady. Okay, okay Silicon Glove. Hey, I think he's just drying. Saying parched. about my he fairness. Looks, he looks dehydrated. Okay, he looks concerningly dehydrated. The mm-hmm. winter is not nice to that fair skin, so he should get moisturized. Or it's stigmata. It's one or the
0: two. Either way, one of the two. He I buy the aged. dehydration. I would be tempted to say he looks like a guy who hasn't drunk a glass of water since he was eight years old. But you might recall that we did have evidence that he sometimes does. So, <laughs> at least the last few years, he has. Oh, why
1: is his the ring around his mouth so ashy, and he just looks so concerning? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm sure not he a, has a team of dermatologists trying no, to keep his it. skin from fleeing his body. <laughs> I will leave that to them.
1: It could In be any shingles event. also, it could we, be
0: shingles. I think he slammed the table, but we'll see, maybe it's the clap. I don't know, maybe James Carvel's up some. Okay, so really fast, I wanna get to some of these videos because we're not talking too much about the actual campaign. But Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis are on the campaign trail trying to appeal to the voters. And I want you to take a look at what they're doing Appeal to the voters, starting with this.
2: And you know, we have more liquid gold and wealth under our feet than any other nation. We have more liquid gold, oil and gas, more liquid gold. Well, I just met non liquid gold. You know where it was? Iowa. It's called corn. They have. It's non liquid. That's my day. You have more non liquid gold. They said, What is that? I said, Corn. They said, We love that idea. You know, that's a pretty cool thought, isn't it? That's a nickname in its own way, but we came up with a new word for a new couple of words for corn.
0: What is going on right now? <laughs> that is apparently a real video. Donald Trump, once and perhaps future king is talking about liquid gold, oil and gas, (laughs) uh, which is corn that he came up with this new nickname for. It's a non-liquid by the way, did you know that? That ain't true by the way, fact check time, creamed corn. It's the best form of corn, all corn hopes to become creamed corn. Um, And also for a guy who drinks as much soda as he does, the high fructose corn syrup, which comes from corn, that's the true liquid gold. But in any event, that video that we just played for you, like where does that rank in the weirdest things that he's ever said I would say top 25. but I want you to imagine if Joe Biden had had said that had come up and been like we've got oil and gas but but really it's the non-liquid gold it's the corn and oh my God have you seen the beats the beats we've come up with a great nickname for the beats they would never stop talking about it but By tomorrow, we're not even going to remember that he said this, Viviana. That is clear evidence that his brains are about to run out of his ears like creamed corn.
1: I don't know what the heck that was about, but it was wild and hilarious. I just, I want to envision when he said he met the new source of liquid gold, he met the corn. Did he shake its hand? Each kernel, Mm -hmm. how do you shake a corn cob's hand? Anyhow, uh, it's exciting that he has now seen the benefits of corn and all of the things that it can do. But we've known for quite some time; in fact, the country has been sort of sustaining off of corn as an export for quite a while. So glad he's on board now.
0: I think he needs to eat some corn and perhaps <laughs> some more nutritious vegetables because his brain is rapidly decaying. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can't like you're a Trump, you're a Trump supporter, and you're watching that. And you're like, that's my guy.
3: That's, That's the one you That's know what?
0: Him. I think he should be the most powerful person in the world. There are tens of millions of people who literally believe that yeah, in any event yeah <laughs> i I want to turn to our second video where he is going to be he's gonna be talking about policy and attempting to scare his followers and then he completely forgets what he's talking about and just starts randomly opining about a variety of different things.
2: We're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your you know, your, your political beliefs, what they do. They want to debank you and we're going to debank. Think of this, they want to take away your rights, they want to take away your country, the things you're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. If you want an electric car, good, but they don't go far, they're very expensive.
0: Nobody gets more bored. <laughs> During Donald Trump speeches, than Donald Trump, yeah. he just trails off. He's like, "What was I talking about? I was talking about corn, cars, cars. There's cars. Did you know that cars, electric cars? The point that he's trying, trying and failing to make is, they're going to debank you. The idea is." for political reasons, banks will refuse to do business with you, okay? Because you have political views that they find to be so toxic that they don't wanna work with you, which is obviously a problem that's sweeping the nation. (laughs) I think we all know people who've been banned from banks because of their social media activity. So it's a made up problem that he says they're gonna debank you, then he says we're gonna debank. I don't even know where he was going with that, and neither does he, because he immediately turns to his vague thing of they're taking away your rights, which by the way, there are some rights being taken away of late by the Supreme Court. He's not interested in that. In fact, he's responsible for it. And then he gets bored with that and goes on to his rants against electric cars. And I don't even understand that part anymore because every one of his fans loves Elon Musk, who they only (laughs) know because he makes electric cars. So the entire thing, there is a reason Trump is as stupid and brain addled as he is. And that reason is that he spends a lot of time hearing himself talk and no one can sustain more than a few hours of that thoughts
1: I like the idea that banks have some sort of moral compass and they're going to be like you're you're not following our values what sort of bank in this country has values i don't know and here's here's elon looking at that speech yeah what, what no <laughs> he was all excited at first
0: <laughs> I just say yeah, I don't. I don't get the way they can go back and forth between no. Elon Musk is the best. He's a genius because he made those cars. He didn't make those cars. He's not an engineer. He didn't do anything. Uh, but then also they're the worst thing. The complete waste of money. I just I don't I don't understand these people. The cognitive
1: dissonance is scary with the Trump supporters, and I don't know how they're sustaining it other than they hold on to the fact that he doesn't care about anything. Well, okay, that's your biggest. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's you're gonna go to the grave in that one, I
0: guess. The cognitive, there's so much cognitive dissonance. With the with the cars, how about this with the uh we, we hate the establishment and the elites? Who's our who's our god upper? Oh, literal billionaire. Um, here's a little bit of cognitive dissonance. The thing they like the best about Trump is that he tells it like it is. He isn't physically capable of telling it like it is, because he doesn't know what it's like, and he can't express his thoughts. And yet that's what they love about him. That said, I want to end this segment by turning away from Trump, who we just shouldn't really have any expectations for, to someone who perhaps should know better. Here's a little bit of Ron DeSantis.
3: They lied to us about the COVID shots. Remember, they said if you take a COVID shot, you will not get COVID. How true
0: was that? Not at all. Now, every booster you take, you're more likely to get COVID as a result of it. Yeah, I cannot use the words I want to use in regard to Ron DeSantis because of content restrictions for the platforms we're on. But I would love to tell him that there's a place he can go to and there's a thing he can do to himself along the way. (laughs) Ron DeSantis is lying to everyone in that room and everyone who will see that video. Ron DeSantis, it's not new, of course, he presided over a horrific response to COVID in Florida. Thousands of Floridians died that did not need to because of him. One of them was a member of my family and for years now, purely for his own political benefit, he has continued to lie about COVID and about the vaccines. The idea that you are more likely to get COVID because you got the boosters, is utter madness. It is as crazy as anything Ramaswamy said. It's as crazy as anything Alex Jones has said. He doesn't believe it and he is only saying it because he is desperate to get a little bit more support in New Hampshire. It is a complete waste of time. It's not gonna work. He's gonna be run out of the race within a month. And along the way, he's willing to further poison Republicans against something that might save their health, save their life, save their family. Any
1: sort of leader saying these kinds of lies should be held accountable, and I think it's criminal. It's very first of all, no one said you take the shot, you'll never get it. Whoever said that? No, far. far you know, I never heard that once. It also makes no sense scientifically, so that's disgusting. But whenever I see Ron DeSantis now, I just think of this meme where he was walking the stage in those um, high-heeled boots. With the Nicki Minaj song in the back, High Heels on My Tippies. And that's just all I hear <laughs> when I see him is high heels on my tippies. And that's, you know, it's hard to stay focused when I've been in heels for many mm-hmm. hours. It's you get tired, you get fatigued, it's hard to say sharp. So I, I, I'm gonna give him that one. Maybe his feet hurt.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I I appreciate him being willing to expose himself to that to understand the struggle <laughs> yeah. that so many face every day.
1: No, it's and sad. Event, it, um, it's sad.
0: It's scary. It's, everything about this is sad. I can say that much. Um, you know what else is sad? As of about a week and a half ago, thirty-six thousand Americans were newly hospitalized over COVID nineteen. Now, maybe, maybe you haven't seen that reporting. Maybe you haven't heard about it. Maybe you think, and I would understand why you might. Oh, COVID is a thing that we had in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. No, tens of thousands of people are being admitted to hospitals with it uh, right now. By the way, there was an estimate twenty twenty three. There's a change in China for their policies towards COVID where they sort of loosened up. Not necessarily in the same way that we did, but they loosened up. And they apparently saw about 700,000 additional deaths. People are still becoming wickedly sick. People are still dying every single day due to COVID. Okay, so just bear that in mind. It's a thing that we are now going to have to live with. I get that, but not everyone is going to live. And there are still boosters coming out that give you the best chance possible. Not of having perfect immunity to ever getting sick or whatever, but to not being absolutely devastated by it when you get it. Which is similar to things like the flu. Again, these are things that they have lived their whole life with that they now have to pretend they don't understand because they are trying to appeal to to people who don't understand anything. Okay, we're gonna take our second break. When we come back, uh, we got one more story to talk about, but don't go anywhere. Okay, we've been having a little bit of fun with the hellscape. That's American politics. But for the remainder of this hour, we are gonna have to get serious everyone. As we jump into this police in Ohio are facing tough questions after they conducted a raid that for a variety of reasons appears to have been uh, poorly managed. And it might have left a baby injured, according to the baby's family, although the police is now disputing that. So, according to the mother, the police raided the wrong house. And when they released flashbang devices, they caused burns and trouble breathing for her child. We have a bit of the body cam footage of the raid. Take a look at this. Knocking it out, knocking it out. Knocking-
2: Come to okay. the door, guys. Come down, dog. You got high jigs? Yeah. All the way back. Get her back and out. Get her back and out.
0: Get off that shield. Get that shield. In. Get that shield. In. Get
1: that shield there. I'm using it. I'm not from here. Okay.
3: Oh my God. I'm
0: 17 month old, Uh, so you can hear a little bit of uh, what was going on there in that uh, video. Now, the mother, Courtney Price, says that she has ring camera footage that shows, or at least you can hear the cops acknowledging that they're at the wrong address. They dispute that. Um, And they just be who is actually speaking on this footage which we unfortunately don't have. But what you do see in that video is a massive group of armed and armoured cops. It looked like they were trying to take down Captain America or something. The number of people that were there, what did they think was going to be in the house? They wait mere seconds, maybe 10 seconds if we're being generous before breaking down the door and the windows and there you do see the the flash and the smoke of flashbangs which they apparently think are just they are fun time fireworks you could throw in there. But no, they have started fires, they have injured and mutilated it, actually kids in prior cases as well. This is a known risk and still being used in cases where they're apparently not even at the right place or at least not the right place at the right time. Because the search warrant that was issued was for a person who hasn't lived at the home in more than a year. Um, Courtney Price said she learned police had visited the home at least five times within the past year, year saying the landlord even told police that she had new tenants. So look, they apparently from the side of the tenant and the landlord did everything they could to avoid this sort of problem. Um, but unfortunately, the, the cops are saying they they waited a reasonable amount of time. Um, 10 seconds, a reasonable amount of time. I want you to think, what if you were laying in bed and somebody yelled something? You'd be scared. You might be bewildered at what to do. 10 seconds will pass mighty fast. And the second it passes, flashbangs are blowing up in your house, your windows and your door are being knocked down. How are people supposed to respond to that? We have more, but Viviana, what do you make of this?
1: I just watched um, Merrick Garland talk about the failures of the Uvalde police. And then I see something like this. And I'm just like, What is happening with the policing in this country? It's like they argue that they need more funds, but they're clearly not training anybody. They're not doing their homework before they go and, and throw a grenade of sorts into a home where they have no idea who's in there. They think, who they're looking for might be in there, even though if they have done their homework, which they sound like they did a little bit of it, they found out they weren't living there. So it's just mind-boggling that we have this scenario where children are being hurt from too much aggression, and then we have Valdi where they're just sitting there with their thumbs up their butts, and people are being massacred in front of them. So it's like this is like such a, a, a gap of like protecting. The community, like I don't understand Mm. how, no matter where we are in the country, police are failing at a massive rate, and it is quite frightening because we put a lot of, you know, uh, of uh, effort into and money into our policing, and then this is the kind of thing
0: that's happening, and
1: then they backtrack. Oh, we didn't do it. We didn't. Just say what it is. If you mess up, that's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but.
0: Be no, no, it's not okay. Uh, I, I, taking some responsibility is, I think, should be a very human thing. But uh, but th- that's not what you're getting here. Now there's this back and forth about whether it was the flash bang that did damage to the child, or whether the child is just experiencing pre-existing conditions. Uh, the mother has said that he had inflammation of the lungs, irritation of the lungs, a chemical reaction in and around his eyes. Um, the police say any allegation, allegation suggesting the child was exposed to chemical agents, lack of medical attention, or negligence is not true. Which, look, that's the sort of thing that cops say before there's more investigation, more media attention, and then they have to come out and say something else. Yeah. So they're they're going to cover their asses. I don't know. I don't know 100. What I would know is what I would say is, um, is throwing a flashbang into a house better than throwing a grenade? Yes. Is this Call of Duty? No, it's still a weapon. It is an explosive. It can start fires, it can injure people. And unfortunately, like with tasers and other forms of non-lethal weaponry, they apparently think, well, if it's technically not non-lethal, I guess I can do whatever I want and there will be no consequences. But that is unfortunately not how the real world works. And I don't like that we have now a genre of news stories, of children being flash banged by the police. That's the sort of thing that should never happen or at the very least once is a cautionary tale, but not in America. It's now just a part of the news cycle.
1: I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately we're
0: we're out of time for the first hour. We can talk a little bit more on the other side, Um, but everyone definitely stay tuned. We got more on the aftermath coming up after this.